Many of you, depending on where you live, know that Santa Claus lives in the North Pole. You know that he dresses in a white fur-cuffed red suit. You know that he is chubby, jolly, friendly, gift-oriented, energetic, benevolent, gentle, does not discriminate on the basis of economic status, loves children and can't get enough cookies. But how do you know that this is how Santa Claus is? Have you met him personally? Have you spent time with him? Who have you adopted your idea of Santa Claus and thus what to expect from him from? What if you met Santa Claus and spent time with Santa Claus and the reality of him was much different than what you had assumed? Imagine that Santa's ability to deliver all those presents across the entire globe depended on the fact that he has what many people would call a type A personality. Imagine that you found out that he rarely ever sat still because he was a workaholic who had a constant sense of urgency. And imagine that he was a perfectionist who reveled in competition, who did really great under pressure. How about driven by achievement, totally impatient, has a domineering attitude, demands a high level of perfection from everything around him, including his elves, and loses his temper when they don't rise to that standard. How would this change the way that you thought, and more importantly, the way that you felt about Santa? Most people, if this is the version of him that they met as reality, as opposed to the idea they have in their head, they would go through a process of disillusionment. There would be a sense of letdown and disappointment. Maybe you would think the real Santa is not how Santa should be. The real Santa would fall short of positive expectation because you would have discovered that he is not as good as you imagined him to be. What happened in this example is a dismantling of a positive fantasy overlay. An overlay, of course, being an idea that has been projected over the top of something so as to disguise what is real about it. It's an idea that is projected onto something that hides the actuality. If you want to learn more about this, watch my video titled Overlay, What Prevents You From Having a Real Relationship. Many years ago, I coined a phrase, Santa Claus Complex, to describe this dynamic where somebody has a positive overlay about what somebody is like or what somebody should be like that they then project over the top of what is real about that person. When we have created and projected an idea, especially a positive one, of what somebody else is like or what somebody else should be like, when that delusion essentially starts to break apart, it can be a very painful process of disillusionment that we go through. By the way, it's similar to the experience that we went through when many of us figured out that Santa Claus didn't exist, at least not in the form that we initially thought. That pain can also cause us to turn against the person or thing that we created an overlay about. Rather than see that it was you yourself that created the overlay, you will, like all people, have a tendency to blame the person or thing for the discrepancy between your own overlay and the reality of them. You will feel deceived by them. You may accuse them of being fake or a fraud. People are especially prone to do this with people that they idolize or admire but do not personally know. Perhaps you have heard the phrase, the higher the pedestal, the further the fall. 
Well, one of the big dynamics inherent in that very phrase is this concept we're talking about today. It's that when people put somebody on a high, high pedestal, they tend to be in a relationship with their own positive overlay about that person. And when that person fails to live up to that overlay, meaning there's suddenly a discrepancy, there's a fall from grace. They're devaluated, depreciated, and even turned against. By the way, a lot of haters are born out of this process. So that you can understand this dynamic, I've got a concrete example. Adelie had been completely taken with a pop star since hearing one of his songs on a playlist years ago. She could tell from his lyrics and his interviews and the way he moved on stage and the way she saw him interact with his fans at concerts that he was a wonderful man. He was exactly the kind of man she wanted to marry. In fact, she knew from the minute she saw him, the first time, that she was meant to be his wife. She knew that if she could only get in the room with him face to face, he would feel it too. She played out elaborate fantasies in her head about the romantic interludes that would absolutely ensue when that time came. When she listened to the lyrics of one of his songs, she knew that one day he would tell her he wrote those words for her, he just didn't know it at the time. Adelie would confidently tell anyone that he was super conscious and conscientious, moral, full of honor, all heart, kind and generous, super spiritual, devoted and loving in relationships and everything a real man ought to be. Of course, the reality is that Adelie did not actually know this pop star personally. She had never met him and definitely had not spent any amount of time with him. And so what she was actually in a relationship with was her overlay about this pop star. One day after many years, Adelie did manage to be invited backstage after a concert. This was her big chance. She was so excited. When she got backstage, he was friendly enough, but to put it mildly, what she experienced was not a match to her overlay in any way. First off, he definitely did not recognize her as his future wife. In fact, he didn't really treat her like anything more than just a fan. Also, Adelie had subscribed all kinds of her morals over the top of him as part of this overlay. So when she walked backstage and realized that he had all kinds of pretty women backstage and seemed to revel in the attention of all of them at once, that didn't fit with how moral she knew that he was. On top of that, when she was looking around the room, she managed to catch sight of a syringe and realized that this band, his band, and probably him too, we're doing drugs backstage. That also didn't fit in with how moral she just knew he was, or thought he was. The interaction definitely did not fit in with her idea of what a good man should be like, and her dream of them together was now in ruins. She slipped into an anxious depression. She decided that he was a fraud. She had dedicated years to the thought of him and their life together in the future. Because of this, she felt taken advantage of by him and misled, even though they had never met. Keep in mind that even now, Adelie still does not really know him at this point. Instead, she slipped out of that positive overlay right into another overlay, this time a non-negative one. As a leader in the spiritual field, I experience this all the time, especially because people have very strict ideas about what a spiritual figure should and shouldn't be like. People construct elaborate overlays about what I am like based off of hours and hours and hours of watching me do one thing, and that's teaching. 
But here's the thing, you don't have to be famous for people to build an overlay about you or to slip into Santa Claus complex about you. You don't have to even have fame involved as an element. We run the risk of falling in a Santa Claus complex whenever we create a positive overlay about anyone. The disappointment we feel when we meet someone in person versus what we saw in their dating profile online is an example of this. Actually, the entire beginning of a relationship can be like this. When we find somebody and we just know they're the one, most of the time what we're saying is, right now the way they're acting matches perfectly with my overlay, meaning what I want in a relationship and therefore I'm projecting over the top of this person. Then at some point in the relationship, they fail to line up with our overlay and all of a sudden we go through a disillusionment period where we say, I guess they're not the one. Also, we can fall into this disillusionment with much more than just people. We can do it with anything. Any of you who have experienced that thing where you're really excited to go on a specific trip and you just know it's going to be wonderful and then you get there and the reality is like a lot worse than what you thought it would be, that's what happened. You built up an overlay about what that trip would be like and then the actuality of that trip did not line up with your overlay and so you went through a disillusionment. Santa Claus complex, really any positive overlay, is at its core a setup. It's a setup that's unfair for the object of that overlay because it sets them up to disappoint us or to be seen as a disappointment, right? It's a setup whereby they lose our favor, experience a fall from grace, are devalued, and are seen as less by us. It's a setup for them to experience pain because of us. People are prone to overlays because at their core, they are creators. As creators, they first dream up what it is that they are wanting and then seek to bring about what they are wanting into a state of manifestation. You will come to see that the contents of somebody's overlay always reflect whatever it is that they are deeply wanting. People are also prone to overlays because they have very rigid ideas of how things should and should not be. And you will find that the contents of somebody's overlay always reflect how they think someone or something should be. If you have a positive expectation of someone or something, you run the risk of having built an overlay. The contents of this overlay represent what you want and how you think they or it should be. This means you are projecting rather than perceiving reality. Wipe the mental slate clean of expectations. Instead, intend to be open and curious and question your shoulds. And remember, no one can compete with an idea that someone has of them in their own head, be it good or bad. Have a good week.